Welcome, cherished listeners, to another enthralling instalment of Whispers of the Womb. I am your host, Suzanne Lawson, and today we have the privilege of welcoming a truly extraordinary guest, Karen Norris, who joins us from the idyllic city of Cambridge in the United Kingdom. Karen's voyage through the realms of health, fitness and personal training has spanned more than two decades, characterised by her unwavering commitment to physical excellence. However, it was the transformative influence of motherhood that guided her towards a path of profound self-discovery. This journey led her to the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda, where she discovered health as a means of prevention rather than a mere cure. Ayurveda, she reveals, isn't solely about physical well-being. It is a holistic approach that encompasses our multidimensional existence, embracing not just our bodies, but our thoughts and spirits. In this episode, Karen generously shares her remarkable transition from the competitive world of fitness to a holistic perspective on health. Furthermore, she delves into how she finds inspiration in the enchanting universe of Harry Potter to craft a truly magical yoga experience. So dear listeners, get comfortable, relax and prepare to be captivated by Karen's extraordinary journey and the enchanting yoga creations she has to offer. And welcome, Karen. I'm delighted you've joined us. So please share with the listeners about your yoga journey and what you offer to your local community and online. Um, Hi, Suzanne. Thanks so much for having me. Really pleased to be here and speaking to you today. Um, Yeah, so my yoga journey is quite an interesting one. So I've always been into the realms and worlds of health and fitness, um, personal training, doing nutrition so all that kind of the side of the world probably around 20 years Um, my background is competing in body fitness and also various competitions running all that kind of thing Um, and then it was when I fell pregnant that I wanted to find some work some way to still keep fit and really it was after I had my my newborn at the time who's now seven um, I I really kind of delved into yoga whilst I'd done it previously um, to keep away injuries at bay that was it wasn't really in the forefront of what I did Um, but just after I had my little boy I wasn't able to go out and do all my usual exercises um, I started practicing yoga at home in the comfort of my own living room and it pretty much became every day Um, just really delved into it absolutely loved it and originally it was for that Um, fitness and keeping toned aspect but then I kind of as the more I did it the more I realized there was so much more to it Um, and then that's when it started sort of uncovering learning more about yoga really isn't just a physical practice Um, as I kind of mentioned a little bit later so I'm also kind of following one of the yoga sister sciences Um, but yeah it just opened up all sorts of things for me it really allowed me to delve deeper into my into my mind and into my body and how I was holding myself back in many ways Um, and I really feel that yoga is the science of the mind so whilst many people go into practice yoga and I think it's quite common they think about it as a physical practice like building strength and flexibility actually you know originally yoga is designed to really allow you to get in touch with your true self so that's started what I 
began to notice and I was like wow this is amazing um, as someone that's always sort of been into alternative ways from you know meditate I've, I've done meditation a lot previously but never kind of linked them all together so yeah it really kind of made sense to me and it really sort of helped my understanding of myself allowed me to um, do like kind of more shadow work into myself so the more I was able to you know be conscious of my own mind the things I'm saying you know um, what was coming up in my head um, I was really able to start to realize that actually um, you know we're not our mind and we're not our body and that was quite like a an awakening call for me really so yeah so that's sort of how I got into it and you know I just become so passionate about it I then took my yoga teacher training which I think might have been where I met you no no actually we were later on weren't we <laughs> yeah so I did my yoga teacher training um and then at that time luckily within my yoga teacher training we was also introduced to um Ayurveda so that was part of within our within our 200 hour training program um also fell in love with that side of it as well um, because also that kind of represented the health and fitness background in a very different holistic way um, to what I was previously doing but I was definitely ready for that turning point at that stage of just taking things in a completely different perspective um, because I felt that certainly in my fitness days it was all about you kind of needed validation from others so without realizing it, yeah. it you're just constantly chasing this it's like competitive mindset, um, which actually was quite damaging long term. For a while, it was fine, but I didn't realise how much I was seeking external validation from the outside world. So that's something that you know, yoga really taught me to check in with my mind. Um, yeah. And then, like the Ayurveda side of it, taught me to allow me to, um, you know understand how the body works how the mind works how everything is connected and yeah how wrong I was going about it before so it's like no I'm done with that I need to go this way <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you picked up on that because I was going to actually ask you about that like how did your mind shift between that competitiveness and then obviously in yoga we're always told aren't we you know don't let the ego get in don't let that you know that ego side of you you know you've you're striving for perfection but actually in yeah. yoga we never reach perfection because there is no end it just keeps going and going and going yeah so exactly that, yeah I, I like that you picked up on that about the competitive and how do you think that altered your mind state when you when you delved into yoga obviously you had a newborn as well so yes you yeah. through quite a lot of transformation in one go yeah yes and I think I, I think having the newborn and it's it just my whole kind of identity in a way shifted it was like suddenly the world wasn't about me it was about somebody else yeah. um and yeah I mean I think if I kind of look back over time it's all it was just this it was like this one realization and I realized how much in my competitive side of my life, which went on for pretty much 20 years, if not more, if I go back to my running years as well, it was actually really self-sabotaging. So it wasn't necessarily, whilst I might have looked the most healthier person in my mind, it definitely wasn't healthy because I was constantly needing, it's like, you know, what's the next goal? What's the next award? When, when I get that, I'll be happy when I get that, you know, and then suddenly you kind of come into yoga and you realize it is actually all about the mind. Um, you know, it's about releasing that ego and like knowing you know we are like a creation of 
you know, source, universal consciousness, however you want to look at it, God, whatever your, whatever your beliefs are. Um, and it's, yeah, if you just let go of, there's a lot of, lot of shadow work to let go, you know, shadow work to do, a lot of baggage to let go of, a bit of emotional yeah. healing, I guess. Yeah, so, definitely. And so how, how do you think yoga helped to remove that emotional baggage just by sort of concentrate on, on the inner you rather than the outer you? Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, because if we kind of go away from the thought that yoga is all about the physical practice, whilst we're on our mat, it's almost like a moving meditation, I find, when you're just doing it by yourself on your own. Um, and really, I'd say that whilst people think, oh, I can't do meditation because I'm supposed to think about nothing. You know, you, it's just becoming familiar with yourself, isn't it? And familiar with what stuff's going on that you don't want to look at. Um, and I think when you're allowed, you allow that to come up. So it is, it's like the, the chat, the constant chatter in your mind and that like, and I don't know, I, I mean, even now I'm, you know, I always call it like people are walking around every day being completely unconscious. Maybe most people don't even realize it. And it's always <laughs> like, it's, and it's like that constant chatter and chatter in your mind. And you, it's like, who is that person in my head? It's like telling me to do this and not do that and do this and do that. I'm like, who are they? And most of, well, not most of the time, you know, a lot of the time it's, they're trying to self-sabotage you, but in a sense, it's keeping you safe. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was that realization. So with that yoga perspective and that kind of inner work, it was that realization that all this chatter in my head is just, it's almost just like, you know, it's a program. It's just repeating itself. It's playing. Yeah. And then when you can finally, I think the first thing is to observe it and to realize it. And then, you know, noticing it when it comes up and then, you know, the, the ideal goal is actually be able to stop it. But as we say, it's a practice. My mind still chatters at me, but at least I can catch myself a little bit sooner than maybe, yeah. you know, I used to think, oh, I'm really intuitive. It's my intuition telling me this. I'm like, no, it's just your fear. <laughs> Yeah, I liked how you referred there to like yoga is a movement, moving meditation because you you know people do get confused about meditation and they think like it's it's uh, they think it's a lot harder than it actually is and there's so many different types of meditation. Absolutely. That, you know, and it's like finding what works for you and and I always remember one yoga class I went to. And we were asked to blindfold ourselves. Oh wow! Do the yoga class blindfolded, yeah. and that was <laughs> amazing because you didn't know. You know, you were just listening to this teacher telling you what you yeah. have to do. So it didn't really matter what you looked like because no one else could see you. It didn't really matter. It, it, it was all about how it felt. It was all about constantly yeah, really had to concentrate on what she was saying yeah whether you got it wrong or not it didn't really matter but it was really uplifting and yeah it was wow yeah that it sounds was good. fascinating yeah, yeah i'm sure it was excellent yeah. and so you touched a little bit in the intro about your ayurveda um journey so um can you just share with the listeners what Ayurveda is, you know, you've touched on it a little bit, but how that's like kind of woven into your everyday lifestyle now. Um, yeah, sure. So um, I think because I've always come from this health and fitness background, when Ayurveda was brought into my life um, in actually during the yoga teacher training, I was very lucky with that. It was just like, wow, I was just like really fascinated by it. Um, so really, 
Ayurveda is like the science of life. So whereas we look at yoga, so yoga is the science of the mind, Ayurveda is the science of the body. Um, so a lot of people actually, when they're practicing yoga for physical reasons, like as I did in the beginning for like fitness and strength and general, you know, toning health purposes, actually really I was practicing Ayurveda because I wasn't like thinking about the mind side of it. Um, but true yoga is about the mind um, and actually, and also Ayurveda was designed originally to be practiced with yoga. So the Vedas designed the two practices to be designed to get to be practiced together. Um, however, I think yoga took off a lot more than Ayurveda, however many years ago it was that had become really to the forefront in our Western world. But I also think Ayurveda is now catching up um, and I'm sure it will do going forwards. It's just that understanding. It's like, what's Ayurveda? So really it is, it's about, it's about our health um, and our well-being. And it's not like Ayurveda treats health as um, prevention rather than cure. So it's like doing practices every day that's going to make sure that you're preventing creating negative, you know, bad situations in your life, ill health. Um, it's really, so Ayurveda, it's not, the end goal is not health. The goal is to allow you to become your best version because you are your like healthiest, most, you know, full of vitality, vibrance, and then you can, you know, exceed your full potential if you like. So that's sort of why Ayurveda's goal to just really amplify your own health, your well-being. Um, and it's, it is a medical science, but it doesn't it's not just about the physical body it takes us looking like more of a multi-dimensional um perspective so we're not just our body we're our mind we're our thoughts um we are our intuition we're our feelings we're everything so it encompasses all of that and it kind of brings it so it's like everything you do throughout your day and then it's going back to like the thoughts we have so they say in ayurveda we are not so it's very a lot of people might have heard ayurveda being all about oh ayurveda is like kind of some way that you eat but it's not just about what you eat and it's not just about you know certain recipes um it's it's everything it's everything that we digest so as well as the foods we eat it's the thoughts that we have it's the things we see and watch the things we hear the things we engage in it's our whole energy field is our whole vibration um so and if we think about it i would say even the better the person with so whilst nutrition you know i believe is massively important even with the best nutrition and the best diet and the best physical exercise if our mind's not healthy we can still get very poorly because yeah. stress and fear and all that sort of negative emotions is detrimental to our body's health. It's like, as you know, I think we, we learn that in yoga anyway, don't we like the parasympathetic nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, what happens when we go into that fight and flight and fear state, it's that cortisol drip in our body that's creating all these, you know, toxic chemicals dripping around our body. We're not supposed to be in that state the whole time. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, that, that really resonates with me because I've been doing a lot of work obviously going through the menopause yes. and eating really healthy, taking vitamins, um, concentrating on my yoga, concentrating on my diet, being positive and all of those things go really, really well together but then yeah. one one simple thing can happen 
that drives that cortisol level way up. And what I didn't realize, I'm on HRT, and obviously I eat a lot of foods that have estrogen in them as well. So I'm getting that estrogen from my gel and from my food. But what happens when your cortisol levels increase, you lose all of that estrogen, all of yeah. the estrogen that you've, you know, fueled into your body just literally dissipates within seconds. And yeah. then that's why you just crash down and then you're back to square one again. And then you think nothing's working when actually yeah. it was just that one trigger. It could have just been a disagreement with someone or you yeah. dropped something and it smashed or whatever. So, yeah. 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 And again, it's like, that's that moment of going unconscious, isn't it? And going yeah. back to that, you know, our mind taking over or that situation taking over the, the you know, lower energy. Um, but yeah, so sort of going back to Ayurveda, even so you talk about the times of your life, like in Ayurveda, we have what we call like, um, like certain energies throughout the time of the day. We have them in our bodies as well. And they're also about from the seasons, um, from the year and also in the times of our lives. So like, the, I don't know if you've heard of like the doshas, yeah. um, pitta, kapha, um, pitta, kapha, vata, nearly forgot the other one. Um, so yeah, so depending on the, the time of your life, so whereas we cycle uh, the, the, the 24 hour day is scheduled throughout these energies at different times of the day, we should be doing different types of things. So this is really, if you're kind of delving into like the Ayurveda lifestyle, the schedule, there's certain times we should be eating, there's certain times we should be exercising. Um, there's also certain times we shouldn't be eating and exercising. Um, so everything has a time depending on the schedule of the day of the energy of the day. Um, we also have the seasons of the energies as well. So we're now going into that vata season as we come into, into the fall. Um, and also um, our bodies as well. So I think it's between the age of zero to 20. We're in that kapha stage of our life from the age of 20 to 45, 50-ish. We go into that pitta stage of our life. And then from 45, 50, slowly we go into the vata stage of our life and then when we look at like what vata is for instance um it is it's that and you know it can be it's like the light of the airy but it can a lot of people with vata imbalances it's the um anxiety and if we're also women going you know through that that later stages of our life we need to be really aware of it and how we sort of balance it out and things we do in our daily routine is really going to make a difference so, you know, when we do certain, you know, things like on your screens late at night and a lot of the symptoms of like, you know, menopause is like not being able to sleep at night and, and all the things that, that come with that and that anxiety, you know, that anxiety and easily, whereas sort of earlier on our pitta life from the 20 to 45, we were able to kind of handle a bit more, but rather than I think succumb to, oh, well, that's it, I'm in my menopause now. As long as we understand, yeah, we just transition. Yeah, yeah, we just need to be a little bit more kind and careful to what we do in our daily life. We can't get away with the late nights that we used to be able to get away with. Yeah. We can't get away with the alcohol we used to be able to get away with, or you know, all the the bad foods. It's like it's all of that is going to affect us so much more. And so, um, what what is vata? Is vata like um, is it cool or is it hot? Is it like 
Yeah, so there's lots of ways to explain the different doshas. So vata would be like like the wind. So vata is like air and and even like as a person we can we can be more dominant in one um one dosha than the other. So so you've got kapha, generally like a kapha person would be more um more like a rounded face, maybe they're a bit more lethargic. And different people should also do different sorts of exercise and activities depending on their doshas. They need to eat in different ways where maybe a kapha is more likely to put on body weight, even though they're not necessarily eating, you know, lots more. They may struggle with energy, but actually they're the person that would definitely need to do exercise. So Pitta would be your next person, which is slightly more athletic, a little bit more muscular. Quite a pitter is fire, so you think about that fiery energy. So, um, if you think about that pitter stage of life between 20 and 45, that's when really 45, 50, that's when we're maybe really on a mission in our passions and our purpose, and we want to succeed and get things done. But we can, at the same time, all these energies have we can get out of balance if we're not tuned into them. Yeah, um, so yeah, so pitter, their body, you know their metabolism is higher, they may be more fiery, they may kind of react a bit quicker to you. They're, you'd find pitter people to be your CEOs or your entrepreneurs, um, right. you know, head, head of the team, doing CrossFit, weight training. You know, I, I definitely kind of have a fair amount of pitter in myself with my com competition. So then, so then even <laughs> if then, they are, a, even if they fall into like a pitter person, when yeah. they're going through into that transition, they need to be more vata. Um, not they'll no. know. So, so we're born in a specific way of a dosha, but also okay. the times of our life can also affect us. So, if right. a person that was maybe naturally pitta, but they're moving into that vata, vata season, and also vata time of the life, maybe they then start to feel more. Whilst previously they used to be sleep you know eight hours a day no problem maybe they're now having more problems with sleep so if they're right. vat, it's like their vata would be in balance so it's like looking at where you are in balance in your life and then that's when you can change it by the by your diet by your yeah. daily yeah. routine exercise by, routines yeah 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 mm. but it's, it's understanding your own like dosha and then also where so we're all a little bit of everything but we t most people tend to be more dominant in one than the yeah. other um, but we're born with a specific dosha, but there may be times in our life, maybe we move to a different country and our whole schedule and lifestyle changes or our job changes, and then we become more dominant in the vat we weren't born or the dosha we weren't born with because we that we've jumped into that lifestyle, if you like. Yeah, so like so people who may have emigrated to a warmer country. Yes, they're gonna yes. now feel different. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So it's just kind of um so depending what what dosha you are but it's just fine looking where you are in balance mm -hmm. um in your life so it's yeah there's there's so much to delve into but it's absolutely fascinating and do you and teach this karen do you teach this online or do you offer courses in there? yes yeah so um at, at the moment i'm creating like an online course um which really just out it's, it's more of like a holistic approach so it's like bringing it all together and like yeah. all the sort of things so it's not just the ayurveda but the yoga side of thing as well because they, they do go hand in hand it's also you know that just my 
general holistic knowledge that I've built up over the years, I guess. Um, yeah, like everything brought just everything coming together. together. Yeah, 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 and all like like and so much about like the mindset and the vibration and the energies and um, yeah. I mean, I've always been fascinated about the mind and the mindset from as long as I can remember. So it's really sort of pulling that all in together and and looking at how we can really, you know, not even not be defeated but really change our lives in ways that make sense it's like there there isn't there isn't a one understanding there isn't a one size fits all and once we get in tune with our own bodies and our own mind we really can make those changes um and it is obviously there it does take commitment to do it but and you know it takes a, a lot of understanding but once we start to understand the way our body and our mind works we start to get it you know, oh right okay that's happening because of that and if I change this and it, it you know it's fascinating um, because I mean one of the things in Ayurveda like the Ayurvedic schedule it's like you need to be going to bed before 10 p.m whereas a lot of people think oh but I'm a night owl so I can't but then I go to bed and then I can't sleep I was like that's because you've left it you've gone back into that pitta phase where it's like that extra boost of energy whereas really we should be getting to bed by before 10 if you yeah so then in that time between 10 and 12 midnight we that's when our body's doing its most healing it's repairing it's like if we miss that time which a lot of people do there's so much healing it's almost like our deepest most productive sleep and like you know detoxification process really within our brain as well um we miss out on a lot um and I believe, like, certainly since really delving into the Ayurvedic world, it's like sleep is so important. Oh, um, absolutely. It's yeah. like, and we just don't really, once you get a good night's sleep, everything else can fall into, into place. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get a good night's sleep, your whole day can be messed up. And I, yeah. I believe, you know, even women in menopause, just by making these simple changes throughout their life, they can massively improve it. Um, yeah. you know once you know how to bring certain hormones down and up and you know really remain in a more more of a state of balance it can make all the difference and also um, with anyone who's in pain as well you know if you've got absolutely. really high pain levels you're not yeah. going to sleep properly and just by looking at your nutrition and like you say your overall well-being that your you know your positivity and you know I know it's hard to be positive when you're in pain yeah. but you have to try and flip it to get out of that rut otherwise you're yeah. just going to get deeper and deeper yeah and then many people kind of who are in in pain so whilst you know things things take time to come into the body in Ayurveda we sort of say you know that's just first of all it was like their energy you know and then it's transformed into a physical pain because we haven't checked in with it soon enough so once we start you know there's all sorts of amazing transformational healing things that happen when people really do start to tune in and align with their body um so it's i think it's not giving up it's not thinking well that's it i've got this therefore i can't heal it i believe in you know absolutely out there but i believe anything can be healed if we truly kind of know which direction to take it within ourselves and obviously that's a personal thing for everybody um but there are simple things that we definitely can do um in our daily life too so if we if we if we're a person that's in chronic pain then even more important to be really checking in with our body following you know the main thing get your nutrition right 
um, do the exercise that you're able to, the body, you know, move in a way, even if it's like, you know, chair yoga or anything. Um, and mindset as well, it's like we don't realize how much the mind creates, you know, toxins in our body, which is making it actually worse. So I know I remember when I was really poorly and I would go out for like a, a little short dog walk around the village. And I just started because I was walking so slowly, I just yeah. started to notice things more, notice, yeah. you know, like nature, trees, plants, flowers, whatever it was but notice it in much more, I don't know, from completely different, you know, mindset. And that used to just be sort of something that would really lift me up. It would really give me that energy to be um, more motivated, if you like. Yeah. And what a gift, I know we sort of say every cloud has a silver lining. What a gift that is, isn't it? The amount of people that are just rushing around the streets, like walking, stuck in their head they've got to do this i've got to do that really yeah. busy and it's like and they don't see anything and then you actually i mean sometimes i'll do that i'll go out and i'll actually do like a walking meditation i'll be like right just focus on my breath and focus on everything around me and, you know if a thought comes in that's fine okay just let it go again the same way that you were doing an old meditation yeah and it's just amazing and it's just like you start to see the trees and almost light up and once you manage to get it you know some days are better than others but once you do get into that space but maybe even an illness in itself is telling the body you need to slow down you need to do something differently you, yeah. you know you're doing too much yeah check back in with yourself what do you yeah. need to heal because i think you know we're all here to learn and grow in one way or the other mm-hmm. so. and so for for our listeners who've never tried yoga before or any kind of wellness modality you know like maybe they're listening to this and they're like I've always wanted to try yoga or I'm not really sure what I should be eating or whatever. What's kind of one piece of advice that you would give our listeners to start that journey today? Um, I mean, I would say it's, it's not about, it's about progress, not perfection and just, just start. And I think so many people are too, especially if you're going to a group setting, I think so many people are too concerned about what they're going to look like, what someone else is going to think of me. They look better than I do. And it's just such a self-sabotaging place to be in. And realistically, everyone's too consumed with themselves. You know, everyone's got their own worries. And, and, yeah. and I see this in my yoga classes all the time. So when I'm teaching, one person will be really good in one posture, like their hips are really open. And I mean, my hips are quite actually tight. So some of my clients will be doing, you know, a lot more better postures in that way than me and yet you know their hamstrings are really tight and it's like it's that judgment that we just need to let go of and it's just really trying to you know start to love our body because it's the only one we've got and how can we how how can we be the best to our body you know that we can be it's like it's not like a car is it we can't go and get a new one (laughs) Um, so yeah I mean really and I think a practice it should it should enrich us rather than burden us as well. So if you're thinking, right, I need, I have to do an hour a day, five days a week, maybe that's not possible. We'll just start with five minutes or 10 minutes or just start with something, commit to something that you can do, stick with that. Then it becomes that habit. It's like creating the habit is the hardest part. It's like making that change. So it's making that commitment, making that change. But what's one thing that, 
we can guarantee happens is change in the life you know going back to the seasons and the doshas there's always change so either yeah. we go either we do it ourselves or we get us get a curveball at us and thrown at us um that just those little little micro and that's why i love ayurveda it's just micro things it's like well that can't be that important well actually it is if you kind of do all these little micro practices and slight changes in the way you live um the things you do you're going to see massive results and you just kind of you know the way you feel just yeah. by tiny little things that you think actually aren't that important by getting all, up that earlier doing it when yeah when i was recovering and i could and i physically couldn't do yoga and i physically struggled with walking and you know so exercise was a struggle i was kind of thinking all right how can i heal myself what can i do so i was yeah. looking at like the chakra method looking at color therapy so i would get up in the morning i'd be like right today i'm gonna wear red and I'm just going to concentrate on my root chakra. Everything yeah. about what I do is going to be about my root chakra. And then the next day I might have wore green and then I'm going to concentrate on my heart chakra. Yeah. And it's, it wasn't necessarily about doing a physical, you know, exercise or, but it was that mindset. Yeah. And, it, and how, how powerful a, was that? Just yeah. so you weren't focusing on the negative. You're focusing on, okay, what can I do to help myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's all it's about, and it's also about reading, and there's so much out there, isn't there, to learn? I mean, I, I knew a little bit about what you've talked about today, but from what you've explained, it's fascinating, and I need yeah. to know more. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. It's kind of look at beginners, isn't it? It's like people think, oh well, I can't do it because I don't know enough, or I can't. It's almost like the more you learn, the more the more you realise there is to know, and it's like the less you know, isn't it? The more you, yeah, it's like and wow, I'm just kind of uncovering such a small amount of what can be found here, and it should be fun. It's like the practice yeah. of the you know yoga. We call it a yoga practice. We don't, we're not, we haven't, we never reached that goal, do we? Same with meditation. I'd say same with Ayurveda. You know, it's not like a thirty day fix. It's it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then you keep just tweaking it. One some days are going to be better than others. But that's fine. Just yeah. the only time you fail is when you give up. So just yeah. those little, little moments definitely makes a difference. Yeah, and just take each day as it comes as well. I think if you, you know. I wouldn't like push everything on everyone in one go because what me and you have learned is like a what three four decades of yeah. history isn't it so yeah it's about going out there and discovering and having all the you know listening to these podcasts and tuning in to listen to what other people are doing and thinking actually I'm going to have a go at that I'm going to try that yeah yeah and maybe, you know, you've listened to something many years ago and you're like, no, that didn't work out. Because funny enough, I practiced yoga years ago. I was like, oh, well, this is a bit boring and slow when I was in my like hardcore competing days. And now it's like, it's like it's your complete, yeah, it's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, just kind of and li listen to what the body needs at the time and trusting your own intuition and what works for you rather than someone telling you you should. There's never a right way or, you know, there's so many ways like with anything so just trust what works for you but just be careful not to let it be that ego the mind the one that's saying don't do this do it tomorrow make yeah. sure it's like coming from the heart you know mm -hmm. make sure it is does does work and you know it's being really learning to love the body love yourself um how can i take best care of my body and what i've got today yeah love the body so, that you've got as well yeah. you know 
love yeah. what's there. I battled a lot after my illness with weight gain and it was it was awful. I felt terrible. And then I shifted my mindset to yeah. the point of hang on, this this body got me through this, you know. Yeah. I did I didn't die. I didn't yeah. I didn't have to have horrendous surgery. It could have been worse. And that shift in mindset started to actually And then your weight I lost, probably I lost the weight, yeah. yeah crazy isn't it yeah it's, it's almost like you're holding on that emotional baggage and where yeah. has it got to go and then again they even say like you know weight gain it's like it's our body protecting us from not to put that toxic energy or toxins in our vital organs so we put it in our fat cells instead so we're not you know poisoning ourselves if you like so, i like that That's, <laughs> yeah. i like that analogy yeah yeah and then once we release it you know once you release that negative thoughts toxic emotions or, or actual toxicity or wherever it may come from then it's much easier to for the weight to, to disperse on it yeah yeah so here's a little bit of a curveball question for you if you were to create a yoga class by by inspired by a famous movie or a book what would it be and how would you incorporate its themes into your practice crikey <laughs> definitely different <laughs> um, yeah so i've always loved harry potter um, oh, okay. and, <laughs> and also i've got my little one i say little he's now seven years old he's started to watch the series now and be, you know maybe a little bit more encouragement so he's become a bit of a fan um so yeah i'd have to say one of the harry potter movies or, or books you know they're both aren't they so yeah. just kind of thinking about trying to make it quite a magical experience um and you know looking at maybe kind of like your more your sort of strength poses and all your more flying postures so thinking about like your warrior for your strength oh yeah like harry true. harry potter being the warrior if you like yeah. so you could go and see like your warrior threes for your um like on a broomstick maybe <laughs> flying around yeah with a wand yeah yeah, yeah. um also like i mean it's a crow for flying as well and Kind of think like Dumbledore could be like your tree, so put you do like tree posture. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. um, <laughs> yeah, maybe just kind of really weaving some magical elements into it and maybe a bit more freedom on the map so people to do what they wanted to do rather than like you need to do this, this, and this. It's like moving away that's maybe not you know completely yoga, just moving away that your body feels it needs and mm -hmm. yeah, make it sort of you know, you could do like I don't know, um. Or I don't know, like fallen triangle and like, um, yeah, I don't know, all, all sorts of different things you could add in, couldn't you? Everyone could come and wear a key. Everyone should wear yes. a key. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And bring a wand. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it'd be interesting to try. Thank yeah, you. it would. <laughs> thank you for this. It's been really inspiring and I've learned a lot from this episode. Oh, um, so what else do you want to share? You're in Cambridge. Is that correct? Yeah, in Cambridge. Yes, yeah, yeah. in Cambridge. Yeah. 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 And so, so what else do you want to share with the listeners? If there's anyone nearby you, what do you offer in your local area as well as your online offerings? Yeah. So if there's anyone nearby, I do run um, a regular yoga class literally in my um local village water beach so i have a regular yoga class that i've set up myself there um i also teach at hot pod so that's that other side of things it's like 
<laughs> they're the people that are probably practicing Ayurveda rather than actually yoga without even realizing it so it's like that intense that sweat on but it's good fun I do enjoy it um and then I'm setting up some workshops as well but that's going to be going online so whether they're local or or not it doesn't matter so yeah. kind of delving into deeper sort of what we've been speaking about today really combining like yoga and Ayurveda practices um really just to help people you know heal in ways that they need to heal whether it's just simply you know they want better sleep they want to bring more energy into their life or they're really looking to take their their whole life to the next level i think once we kind of get in tune with our own body maybe it's even for more health conscious women that really want to make a difference in the world but you know there's limitations limitations holding them back whether it's their mind whether it's um, their physical body whether it's their energy so really to overcome those things to be able to um, basically live out their full potential of whatever they whatever they're choosing to do um, so I've also actually just just finished creating another little freebie um, and I'll send you the link if I haven't already so it's like a sleep and wellness toolkit um, so it covers a lot of what we've spoken today it sort of explains about the doshas and the timing of the day um, what else is in there Lots, uh, it's like this, the circadian, how the Ayurveda clock is similar to like the circadian rhythm. It's also got about your your mindset, and as I mentioned before, about like um, it's not just everything we we eat; it's all that we digest. Um, yeah. Lots of things, and that also included a, an audio um, relaxation and sleep meditation within that as well. So um, yeah, so that and that's I think that's going to be like a little sample of what I'm going to be adding into like to the, the course. More, the more yeah. yeah bigger intensive course so if anyone's kind of interested in that more holistic way of living definitely give that a download because it's totally free um brilliant yeah and i think that's it well, yeah. thank you <laughs> thanks so much karen so yeah we thank met you. a few years ago now didn't we i think it was about what i think it was before covid yes yeah yes. about five years ago god yeah yeah, yeah on How one of our flies. yoga things yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so, so you're where are you you're... i'm based up um in, near newcastle sort of in right. between newcastle and durham yeah yes yeah, so. yeah so it shows how distance doesn't matter especially now we've got all this no. i've had on our podcast episodes i've got people from australia oh, wow. yeah, america france yeah wow yeah, that's so. awesome Bringing, the whole, bringing all of us lovely ladies together across yeah. the globe yeah yeah and well done you as well on your healing journey that's super inspirational so oh, you're just like you. you're just like you know a shining example of what can be done so I think you really... in, uh, going back to uh, the conversation that we've had today it's actually highlighted in my head which I hadn't realized how it's positivity positive mindset absolutely yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah i totally agree with that with all my heart mm -hmm. so i mean i don't we don't even watch the tv and my little one does but we don't watch the tv we don't watch the news we don't i don't like, watch no, the news no, no. no. you it's mentioned like, yeah you mentioned earlier actually about the um was it the vibrational energy that you take in and ever since yeah. i studied reiki i'm a reiki master Oh, and yeah, ever, yeah. yeah, ever since I did that, I've never been able to watch the news. No, no. Can't, Strangely, can't I, even when I was a child, my parents used to have it on telly. I just don't know. 
And it's like, even then, it's like, I knew it just wasn't good. And it's just like, so now, completely blank it out. And I just, I've never enjoyed it, never. And people say to me, oh, have you heard about this? No. And they look at me and say, I'm stupid. I'm like, I don't want to know. Unless it's like, unless I need to, and that isn't me being not caring. Um, but the thing is, we can just, we can make ourselves sick just by things that we have no control over. Totally. So just being yeah. re- really careful of where we, yes, okay, com- play, pay complete attention to what you can control, not what you can't. You know, yeah. put your attention there, what you eat, what your surroundings like, what your thoughts are, all the things that you can control. That's yeah. where our energy, energy should go. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Karen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Episode. I'm gonna Thanks definitely so tune in to this freebie that you've got on oh, the yes. definitely, yeah, definitely all right. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye. Take care. You Bye. too. Bye. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Bye. Dear listeners, we sincerely appreciate you embarking on this captivating journey with Karen and immersing yourself in her insightful exploration of the holistic realm of health and wellness. We trust that her story has been as enriching for you as it has been for us, as we draw the curtains on this episode of Whispers of the Womb, we encourage you to remember that the path to self-discovery and well-being is a deeply personal journey, uniquely tailored to each individual. Embrace the magic within, for it lies at your very fingertips. If you're eager to uncover your own magic, we invite you to explore our exclusive Wellness to Womb program. This transformative experience is designed with you and the magic of well-being in mind. Stay tuned for more enlightening conversations in the episodes to come. Until then, may your journey be filled with boundless health, vibrant vitality and the enchantment of self-discovery. We extend our heartfelt gratitude for being a cherished part of our podcast community. Please consider sharing this magical lifestyle journey with your own tribe to ignite their own wellness magic. And the show notes on how to contact myself, Suzanne Lawson, your host, and Karen Norris will be in the show notes in the bottom of this script. Namaste. Namaste.